Hi, this is Jamin. You're listening to the Happy Market Research Podcast. The next set of episodes are conversations I had at this year's Corporate Researchers Conference, or CRC. This is put on by the Insights Association in Orlando, Florida. I had quite a few interesting conversations highlighting specific companies that exhibited this year, as well as a couple of speakers, Wells Fargo, IBM, etc. I hope you have a really good rest of your day and enjoy these short episodes. Hi, this is Jamin, and you are listening to the Happy Market Research Podcast. We are live on the floor of CRC here in Orlando. I have the honor of having Kevin Lewis with Scent on the podcast. Kevin, how are you? Doing great, Jamin. Appreciate the time. Are you kidding me? I appreciate your time, always. So what is going on with Scent? We've got a lot of great things going on. Obviously, with the recent announcements with the P2 acquisition, um, working tirelessly, Katie Gross, Jake Wolf, and the entire management staff. But uh, we're progressing at a great pace and excitement across the industry and our clients. Yeah, I mean, that was a big announcement. P2's a player, right? For Sent, sure. You guys are the mother of sample marketplaces, which Appreciate has become... That. No, it's true. I mean, 1998, 96, maybe 98. So, like, hold on. Ann, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Are you running around? You're going, are you talking? Okay, I'll, be, I'll see you up there. Sorry. So, <laughs> I love her. She's keeping it real. Yeah. Do you know Ann? I do. Okay, good. she buy from you? Not directly through me, but I'm not sure. Oh, well, I'd check that out, man. Anyways, oh. so uh, now back to the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's gone. Sorry, Chewy. Okay, he's gonna be so pissed. You make my job so hard. <laughs> That's part of being in a conference. I guess it's so. It's real huh? time. It is totally real time, I, and I really dig it. So, you guys, P2 acquisition, the, the rationale for the acquisition, obviously, more sample, right? We have a product problem in the industry, meaning a supply problem in the industry. There's not enough people, respondents or participants, right, to deal with the growing demand of insights, right? So that has to be part of the investment or the acquisition thesis. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, in today's world, you know, reach is important, technology and scaling. And what we're trying to do is to provide our clients the opportunity to enable and empower them a more efficient way to collect and gather insights. And for us, it's really identifying and discovering what their current business ecosystem is yep. and figuring out what is the right solution. Yep. And sometimes for us, we're trying to figure out, I always use the banking analogy. In today's world, and it goes on the researcher side as well, you've got an area where traditionally people would walk into a bank yep. and physically deposit a check. Then it evolved to being able to put that check inside an ATM. Yep. And now it's more programmatic, being able to take a picture. Right. And depending on people's lifestyles and how they work internally, traditionally, or if they're trying to scale more towards technology, they're in one of those stages. Totally. Are they still wanting to stand in line for 20 or 30 minutes on a Saturday to be able to deposit a check? Or do they stand and walk into the bank and see that, oh, there's 15 people in line. I know that I can deposit this check in the ATM. Or do they know far in advance where they want to move and say, look, 
I don't even want to go by to the bank. I've got two other things I need to do. I'm just going to take a picture and move on to my day. And we're trying to take the technology around our clients' needs and figure out what the viable solution is. So frictionless. Correct. Yeah, right. I mean, when I think about market research in general, the biggest hindrance is not budget. The biggest hindrance is time and difficulty. So like market research in general is a complex discipline. And what technology is doing through uh, creating ease of access and automating the different processes is it's really addressing the logistical or the operational consideration of research so that it becomes easier to do stuff faster. Correct, and for us, we just want to be the supply management platform of choice. That's right. And we want to understand from the client's perspective their true needs and wants, and for us to find something that's applicable in regards to whether it's one department, two departments, or three departments, but collectively them talking among each other yeah. to figure out their pain points and how potentially we can be a viable solution. So what do you see then, Like, because there's a couple of different platforms that are that are out there. You guys won a significant contract with, is it Lightspeed? Correct, Cantar uh, right. Lightspeed. Yeah, Cantar Lightspeed. That was a huge win for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, that was last year, I believe. Oh, was it this? Yeah, anyway. Um, uh, how are you guys differentiating yourselves in the marketplace? For us, the differentiator is in regards to us being the engine or the hub because you can have a component of saying, look, we can take a marketplace and bring it to you but what we're trying to show the industry is how to use our technology as an engine to do different facets across different business departments within that entity. And it's a journey because it doesn't happen overnight. And depending on certain companies, they wait till they get to a certain pain point yeah. to have those conversations. We're trying to be proactive mm -hmm. to have those conversations up front now to say, look, you probably are in this state but right now, let's avoid six months, nine months, 18 months from now and have an open dialogue of where you want to move to, to scale as a company. Right. And I feel that's probably one of the biggest differentiators for us in regards to just talking about the simplified marketplace versus how we are going to be the technology backbone for that true client on our end. So it sounds like you're, you're you know, when you're talking about integration, it feels like it's deeper or, or more than just the uh, sample automation piece. It feels like what you're talking about is opportunity growth in the potentially more full life cycle of data management. Is yeah, that? Most definitely. And you hit that on the head because if we think about the P2 acquisition, we are trying to take our current tech, we're trying to take our current technology along with the extreme background and research and technology acquisition that P2 has or what they bring to us to be able to take the integration to the next level for everybody that's moving forward into scalability. And to be a little more concise, it's, 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 it's basically taking the technical aspect of it and really shorten it in to be more, I guess you say, digestible to the industry because everybody everybody fights change. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, nobody wants to lose business to change. And I think people are starting to identify that. And I think kind of it's resonating in some of the conversations and a lot of the presentations that are going around saying, look, how far can you take the traditional side 
and scalability and you can't necessarily go one path or the other versus you've got to merge the two and to be able to evolve. And we're trying to work with clients on that solution. I think the other, the other leg of the stool here is quality. So one of the things that we've seen is there's been a commoditization of sample in, um, in the space, right? Because it's definitely the case that price points have fallen, um, is, is really a, a degradation of the overall perceived state of quality. I'm not saying it's real, I'm just saying that perceived state of, of quality. Now, when you're, when you're thinking about like continuing to automate the processes, are you also thinking about addressing and creating quality stops or checks along those pathways? 100%, I mean, quality is number one. Obviously, with scale and size, you've got to understand across the different marketplace and within those individual panel owners of how we're going to get yeah. a unified kind of data, you know, integrity. Yeah. And for that, we tirelessly work right now, GDPR compliancy, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, like you said before, 20 euro plus company, Stockholm base, you know, for us, we kind of went backwards from the Nordics to North America. Yeah. You know, stemming out in North America in 2010, and now with the P2 acquisition, it's even more in front of us Big around time. quality. Because for us, we want to make sure the consistency to be able to have the panels normalize, yep. and for our AI to take into effect at the respondent level, not the panel level, which is key. Yep. Because at the respondent level, we're able to see the behavioral and the characteristics of that on how they do surveys. Yeah. And I think that helps us from the algorithm when it pushes out to the certain parameters that marketers and research are looking for in their research, that we're giving them the right mix. And what I also think is the transparency that we bring. So for example, if I have a client that says, hey, I'm doing an N equals a thousand completes, and they come back and say, hey, Kevin, we have 25 open ends that are a little bit suspect. Can you look into that? You know, at certain companies, they can only go so far into the layers. For us, we can know immediately where that respondent came, have they been an offender in the past, and we can have those relationships immediately with the panel owner to identify those needs and then correct it. Got it. You know. That's huge. I mean, that's huge. And, and I think what it does is it breaks the black box completely open, which is not being done right now. So what I mean by that is we've created on purpose these machine these black boxes where you uh, enter something in a request of a profile or whatever and then you get an insight right so surveys automated etc an insight and out, uh, out on the other side and we've subsequently lost the visibility that used to be part of just grinding and doing the process Correct. manually now what you're talking about doing which I think is really interesting or is about as a differentiator in the market is as, as it be, as those gears become tra more transparent then it becomes um, obvious when there is a bad player uh, inside of the machine right and then you can start screening for that person or those behaviors subsequently uh, which just creates an, a continuing improving uh, quality sample source. Correct. And you hit it on the head, Jamie, because think about it like this. If you're talking about a marketplace where you get your sample, you've got your N equals 1,000. Yep. Being able to capture that and the consistency of knowing where that came from. Yep. And if you have inequality 
issues, to be able to be transparent, to see it, to adjust it, and as you go from your first study to your fifth study to your tenth study, to be able to see how the market within that marketplace and the samples there from a consistency and a quality sample. Because there might be a panel that has a characteristic that might not be a good fit for that specific product, whether it's B2B, whether it's an ailment, whether it's a, you know, a behavioral purchasing study. Yeah. If you see that difference, whether it be a scoring aspect of it or a norm, you can adjust that and say, okay, for this panel, this panel isn't necessarily a good fit that's looking for the quality and level that I'm looking for. And to be able to have that transparency and identify that is key. Because the one thing I love about our marketplace is that if a, if a client isn't aware of all the panels that are out there, there's an information button for them to click to That's, give all the history about that. So we try and be good. as transparent as possible and give them the opportunity to choose if this is something that fits their basic needs. So this is kind of on the spot and it's gonna be lengthy. So just bear with me, you don't have to write it down. I just wanna get your gut reaction. Okay, I've got a project, this is real life, N equals a thousand by a few different countries. Uh, US, Mexico, Brazil, United Kingdoms, Germany, France, Australia, Chile, Japan, Spain, Italy, Russia, Poland, Nordic countries, the whole lot of them, Saudi Arabia, and Argentina. So was that 11? Did I do that right? Or 16? 16. That was over. Yeah, 16. I was going to say, 15 to 16. Yeah. Uh, 18 to 28 years old, eight-year-olds. Okay. A self-proclaimed gamer, whatever that means to them. They are a gamer. Okay. Uh, that's it. LOI is like 10-ish minutes. All right. So. so is that like, so thinking about like the breadth of countries there, is that feasible inside of your ecosystem? That's all in the wheelhouse. I mean, we're talking about whether it be from certain countries that is heavily targeted from a profiling depth perspective, or if we went from a natural fallout of gen pop where we assumed 15 to 35% of those age groups naturally fall out into being gamers, yeah. um, that's very achievable. Got it. And that's what actually helps with the P2 acquisition because where we were at Scent, where we could more than uh, execute that project, if we were to fall short in any of those countries, that's where the partnership and the strategic scale that we're doing with P2 takes us to the next level. I'm forwarding the email to you right now for RFP. Hope you get me a bid back pretty soon. Thank you, sir. <laughs> My guest has been Kevin Lewis. Scent is the name of the company. Kevin, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Yes, that's easy. Just be able to get me at kevin.lewis, that's L-E-W-I-S, at scent.com. I am the vice president of the Western region for new business and strategy. Of course, I'll include his contact information in the show notes. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for your time. <laughs>